0: Everybody and welcome to Yahweh Reddit, the podcast where we are reading adult novels from the 2000s. My name is Laura Petro
1: and I'm one of your hosts. My name is Maggie Gates and I'm your other host.
0: And you better believe we are best friends and we are trucking our way through the Vampire Diaries series written by L.J. Smith.
1: We are best friends and we are <laughs> recording this one across state lines again because, wow, you know, you might not believe that long distance relationships can thrive, but long distance friendships can last forever.
0: I like that we're saying this is a long distance friendship and it's just like you've been visiting your family in two weeks and then very soon you'll be back in Chicago.
1: Yeah, you know, and I know you live on the west
0: side. It's long distance. I, I digress. It I essentially
1: is. I like basically once you live off the blue line, you live in the suburbs. So, uh,
0: wow. You do slowly and
1: slowly farther out. Um, Damn. I am back depressing. in my parents' room, my <laughs> parents' house. I was recording in my sister's room earlier and then that didn't work out. And it could be because my house is haunted. My house is, in fact, haunted. Vibes are off in my sister's room. Um, Yeah. But we got, we put the haunted chest in the basement. No more ghosts upstairs. Only in the basement. Only downstairs. Well, I mean, I feel like they probably like it down there. It's cooler. It is cooler. And, oh, and plus, ghosts love cold temperatures. Oh, awesome. Did I tell you about after my grandpa passed, um, they got wind chimes and, they were like, "You did tell me about that." They put the wind chimes in the basement and were calling me casually, like, "Oh, the wind chimes have been going off throughout the night," and I'm like in the basement where there's no wind current. The wind yeah. chimes are going off, so
0: yeah, that's spooky.
1: House is house is haunted, but now I'm in my house brother's is haunted. room. Vibes
0: are okay. S- vibes are okay here. And speaking of vibes that are just okay, let's dive into the eleventh Vampire Diaries book, The Salvation. Volume one unseen written by Aubrey Clark. This is our third writer for the series. Our second ghost writer after LJ Smith was fired. We got replaced with um, somebody whose name we never looked up. And now we're with Aubrey Clark.
1: Who's is that Aubrey Clark, the new writer? Yeah, her name's her name's actually on the cover of the book. Oh, really? Oh, well, I wouldn't know because as I figured out about 130 pages into this, I bought the British-UK version because I texted Laura and said, Laura, um, this person must not, English must not be, like, their first language or it must be, like, a very unique form of English because Curb was spelled K-E-R-B and then there was another one that I don't remember. But I was very confused and I looked it up and it was British- English
0: yeah yeah I, I Maggie said that and I was like Maggie I think you brought the British publication of it because I feel like I remember you sending me your covers and I was like I think I saw those as the UK publication on eBay where I bought my books
1: I did but I got all three of the last books for $20 on Mary Carey so
0: hey that's a steal that is a
1: steal I would agree yeah
0: you're basically thieving um this book this book's interesting this book I'll is say. interesting
1: the, yes Like, not
0: in a good way, but in a way that's just like, huh, okay. Yep. Um, Because we start off with Elena writing Damon letters because we left off with they have that permanent connection, that permanent bond Mm -hmm. forever now. That's something that they get to have. Um, And Elena has taken the Fountain of Youth drink.
1: Yep. And this one starts (laughs) off, it's four years later. and Weird. Weird idea. Everything has changed. Um, you know, Meredith and Bonnie have lives outside of their boyfriends. Elena and Stefan have moved in together. Meredith got married. Uh, uh, Elena's Aunt Judith is
0: selling their Fells church house. Yeah. Um, and also, okay, did you think it was weird that they named their cat Sammy after Samantha just died, like, two books ago?
1: Yeah, I don't... Why? I don't know. I don't know if I feel like, hi, I'm naming your beloved best friend who died for us um, an annoying cat after her.
0: Yeah, it's, a, it's interesting. And I don't, uh, as we know, Elena just like doesn't read the room. So I, I picture it something like that. Yeah. I picture Elena telling Meredith, like, Oh, my God, we got a cat. And Meredith's like, Oh, yeah, that's so fun. And she goes, we're naming it Sammy. And Meredith's just going, Okay, Elena, also, after so great. many years
1: of feeding on animals, like small animals, why would Stefan have a pet? Why would you want a pet around? <sighs>
0: Oh, uh, that's a really good point, Maggie, and something I did not consider. <laughs> I
1: don't know. But anyways, Stefan um, and Elena and Meredith, they've been busy these past four years trying yeah. to get rid of all of the old one vampires so Stefan and Elena can, like, study abroad or do something else. Yeah, somewhere. just
0: so they, yeah, everything's been pretty tame. They're fighting an old one every now and again. They really is, like, emphasize cool.
1: starting their lives as if she d- doesn't have eternal life now.
0: Yeah. And also, like, I don't know if you felt this way, but the way every character is written is this is like they're like in their early 30s now, but they're only supposed to be like 23, 24. Yeah.
1: I know. I don't. It's, it's everybody just like it
0: felt like they like matured everybody way too much. And I'm like, I, I like four years out of my freshman year of college. So everyone just graduated like a year ago. So they're what, 22, 23? Like, and like, 23, married. Yeah. Bonnie's a kindergartner teacher and it's like it is weird. It just I know. felt like everyone I felt like everybody was too put together for only being 22, 23.
1: I know, 23. I had an Adderall addiction. I wasn't like um um getting married to my my old professor was definitely <laughs> hey. wasn't doing that.
0: That's not a path that's for everyone, I'll say it. It's
1: probably trying to sleep with them, but just as, like, a story, you know? Like, for fun. Um, (laughs) uh, We also learn
0: that Elena... Uh, can't go on these hunts with Stefan and Meredith anymore because the last time they were hunting Celine, uh, Celine tricked her and had a bunch of rocks fall on Elena, and so Elena almost died. So now she's not allowed to go on these hunts anymore. She's
1: not allowed to, and lucky for her, Stefan and Meredith just came home having defeated Celine and Old One because they put Elena's blood on like Meredith's stave, and now Stefan also weapon of choice. You may not have been expecting this for Stefan. Stefan wields a machete now. Um, yeah.
0: An interesting choice of weaponry for him. Um, yeah. Also, what's weird is, like, once Celine's dead, they're like, oh, yep, there's, like, I think there's, like, maybe one old one left. And it's like, how would they know, though? I know. Like, is there is there, like, is there a, a web portal for everyone to sign into and, like, log their hours as a vampire?
1: Like, you might think Stefan knows, but what is shocking is Celine. I think, would be their fourth old one they've killed. So if she's the last one, there's only four? Or, like, five? Wouldn't there be more? I don't know. Like, there is...
0: Listeners, as we know, that there is many a plot hole in this series. And I do think there is a huge pitfall that now we have a third ghostwriter who's trying to put their own spin on things. Yeah. But it's just created um like small bouts of confusion where if you really think about something,
1: you just realize how little sense it all makes. For example, biggest plot hole, would Elena not be susceptible to death having drank from the fountain of youth? Because yeah. we looked it up and you can't die.
0: Yeah, well, like, I know in Tuck Everlasting, which is that book about, like, the fountain of youth, mm-hmm. like, that entire family, they can't, like, die. And that's, like, a big plot of the book is, like, one sentence to get um, hanged. And, like, they're worried that, like, it's going to unveil the family secret because the person's going to hang and not die. Oh, that's So it's, like, yeah. So it's, like, um... Does Elena still die or is she just hot forever? Cuz that's different. I guess she's just hot to forever. Uh, yeah. So that's not the fountain of youth. That's Yeah. That's hot forever. That's different. I
1: don't know. We get our first birthday just, though in the book. Oh, we do! I for, oh, I realized I
0: forgot we were just talking about that last episode.
1: We get our first birthday. It's a summer birthday um and I doubt. I do not think Bonnie is a Gemini. There's no fucking way she's a Gemini. So I'm gonna give. Do you think she's a Leo? I think she's a Cancer because she says it feels like the first official day of summer, and usually that's like mid July. Yeah. We get an actual day of summer. I'm not letting her be a Gemini. Absolutely not. Not in my book. Yeah, I,
0: me either, because I also care about astrology. Laura has just <laughs> as many stakes in this as I do. Yeah, the, my, I, some might argue more yep. because of how much I know about astrology.
1: Well, now we got to figure out Xander's birthday, too, because, I mean, they live together now, and if they're not yeah. compatible, they better move out. Ooh. Well, I don't think Xander
0: can pay attention to star signs because he's a werewolf. He has to care about the moon signs, right?
1: Yeah, that is true. Is that,
0: is that how astrology works if you're a werewolf?
1: Yeah, he's, like, in the club, and he's like, babe, I got no other eyes for any other girls. And Bonnie's like, aw, and he's like, no, I'm talking about the moon and the stars, not you and other bitches in the club, you know?
0: Exactly, exactly That's that. Romance.
1: That's, werewolf romance.
0: That's romance, baby. That's romance. Um, We also learned that Shay, uh, Xander's, like, number two on the werewolf uh, crew she's dating jared who's another werewolf that's kind of a throwaway storyline but it's they, we good because it seems like her and them.
1: bonnie are chill now because of that
0: yeah which is good yeah. um and uh damon sends elena a present to give to bonnie which is weird why didn't he just send it to bonnie um they all live in the same place it's a it's a weird situation but he gives her a necklace with a falcon on it that's super cute
1: it's very sweet everyone is at this cocktail lounge for drinks Bonnie is turning twenty four. Um, yeah, the epitome of, uh, I guess, being stable.
0: Uh, yeah, Matt,
1: Matt shows up, and we learn that Matt is dating a new girl. Her name is Jasmine. Um, she's in residency. Um, so she's she's. I don't think she's a doctor yet, but she's in residency.
0: Yeah. And I'll say it. Jasmine is really boring. Jasmine has no personality. And the hottest thing about Jasmine, she doesn't know a single thing about the vampires, the werewolves, the monsters, the adventures, the dark dimension. She's in the dark. So our little Matt, he's our little Hannah Montana of this book. He is trying to have the best of both worlds. He but really boys, is. it's stressing it out. and Bonnie it's... gives
1: him an absolute vibe check, being like, "How can someone truly love you if they don't know everything about you?
0: I mean, true. Yeah. I feel like, you know, Bonnie, you know, it's your birthday. She's allowed to call people out, but like that's also valid. Like, could you imagine?
1: Yeah, I gotta say, like, I mean, I couldn't figure out if they liked Jasmine or not, but coming into being the girl dating the guy friend of this group. I think would yeah. be very hard. I would be very scared to impress people.
0: Yeah, and I don't think they would be very nice to her. I don't think they would. Like, they seem so judgy. I mean, we all know how, like, they just kind of threw Chloe to the side. Remember when she went missing and they were like, oh, sorry, we have to go find Elena. Like,
1: yeah. that was so mean. I know. Oh, my God. I feel so bad for those girls. And you know that if they bring up to Matt, Matt will be like, well, they're my friends. What do you want me to do? Yeah, And you're like, well, I don't know.
0: Uh, Matt's a ride or die, but he's a ride or die for the wrong group of
1: people. I know. God, seriously. But as Bonnie puts Matt on vibe check, Xander's like, let's do the convo away. And they all kind of do a cheers to Bonnie about what a great gal she is on her birthday.
0: Yeah, it's cute. And now we get our first check-in with Damon, who's abroad. Mm -hmm. Um, And he is traveling with, you wouldn't have guessed it, Catherine, because she's reformed vampire. She's chill now. They have fun. She's been, you know, having lots of vampire boyfriends all around Europe.
1: She does. It doesn't seem like she changes them, I don't think, but she finds them and they're new vampires. Right? Yeah,
0: I, was, I wasn't I was sure. To me, it did read like she changes the people that she's interested in.
1: I read that too, but then later on she said that she hadn't changed anyone into a vampire since Stephanie. Oh. Came. So that's where that I got confused. Make sense. But her new plaything met- is called Roberto in Italy. Yes.
0: Um, And they're at a little restaurant and Catherine compels a waitress to let Roberto feed. And Damon has a little girl toy that he's seeing that lets um, her drink from him since we know he's not allowed to trick people into letting him drink their blood. Now
1: now he just has to flirt with them and be like, I love you. Well, no, actually not say I love you. He's pretty upfront with being like, I don't love you, but I want your blood. It's a lot of consensual vein tapping. Exactly. Ooh,
0: consensual vein tapping. That could be a band. (laughs) I
1: know, I kind
0: of like it. Yeah, I kind of like that too. Um, But we don't check in with them very much. Like, that's just it. Like, we meet Roberto, we meet Vittoria, and then that's it. And they're hanging
1: out in Italy. That's basically
0: it. Yeah. And Meredith, we check in with her. She's in law school, she's living her life with Alaric, who has just gotten so much more bland as the books have gone on. I feel like he has maybe a line of dialogue every single book, and it's nuts that I'm just like, why is he still here?
1: He reminds me of a doll that I would add to a plot of my doll lines just to be like, this girl needs a boyfriend for a bit. And then I would be like, yeah. wait, 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 but wouldn't it be so much fun if she cheated on her? And I never actually flesh out the original doll's backstory. That's yeah. kind of alaric. Um, but that's, at least- That's
0: a really good way of putting it. At
1: least they're not, like, Elena and Stefan, and their whole thing has to always end on a happy note of, like, them kissing. Theirs is always just, like, Meredith being, like, I'm kind of <sighs> sad about my brother, and Alaric's, like, I get why you're sad about that. And that's kind of fine. It's yeah, I mean- ish
0: They have, like, well, they have, like, an emotionally intelligent rela- relationship, and I would argue that Stefan and Elena absolutely do not. No. Um- yeah, the, like I do hate this thing about this book. This book jumps around like every like two pages. And it's like, can we just like sit in a place for a second? Oh my fucking God. Yeah. Because yeah. in the matter of a few pages, we go from this whole Meredith Alaric check-in to Stefan and Elena. And Stefan's like, there's not many old ones left. And then within four pages, we're back with Damon, Catherine, and Roberto. And they're exploring a palazzo in Italy because that's where they're from. But then a bunch of vampires show up. And Roberto's head gets ripped off. So this is our first, like, big plot point in this book. And we're 50 pages in already.
1: Yes. And it is important to note that there are, like, two plots kind of going on. So it's these yeah. there's these vampires who are hunting Damon and Catherine and uh, just ripped off the head of Catherine's boy toy. But those are different than whatever the threat's about to be that is um, threatening Stefan and the Scooby-Doo gang.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so. different, different plot lines. But um, Catherine and Damon are like, man, that sucks for Roberto. But I guess it's time to leave Italy. Yeah. Um, and meanwhile, Elena driving in her car, she's like, I can sense. Ooh, I can sense that something's wrong with Damon. And for some reason, I did just picture like in Mean Girls when um, Karen can uh, feel when it's raining. Oh, yeah. That's how I feel like Elena knows something's wrong with Damon. That's the visual I get.
1: Yeah, she senses Um, a lot of inner turmoil happening via Damon and their shared channel. And then she's got a a steering her steering wheels just jerking involuntarily, you know? Yeah, she's got a wheel that doesn't fly off the handle or whatever they say in that one sketch that I think you should leave (laughs) one. A steering wheel that doesn't fly off when you're driving. Well, that's what Elena's got. She's got one of those. Yeah. Yeah. This girl loses
0: control of her car. And all of this happens really quickly. She wakes up. There's a man outside being like, you have to get out. You have to get out. And she's like, what's going on? Because she was just in a car accident. And then he ends up dragging her out of the vehicle just as the car explodes. And he goes, oh, hi, I'm Jack. Hi, I'm Jack. And also, I think this car bombing was an insider job. Yeah, he's like, this wasn't an accident. Um, and then he goes back with Elena to her apartment for some reason and just really wedges himself in their lives all of a sudden. Um, yeah, he doesn't bring yeah.
1: to the hospital. He's like, let's just bring you home. And Stefan is kind of sus of him because of it. Yeah. He's like, you know what? Hey, can everyone just hear me out? Can everyone hear me out? Because the whole group is there, too, for some reason. And he's like, I'm a hunter. Jack Hunter, 27 years yeah. old. I don't know how old By is. the way,
0: the very last old one is coming for us. His name's Solomon, and he's here. And he's, he's going to try Dahl to kill Crest. you.
1: And he's very sneaky. He's hard to find. And, and he wants Elena dead. He wants Elena dead. And his little sneakiness is evident by Stefan, and- Stefan opening up his weapon bag. And he finds his stave broken up with some of Elena's blood on it. So that, that's um, a big problem because this is a vampire who doesn't have to be invited in.
0: Maggie, I didn't touch on this in the beginning of this episode. Did your book have hashtags like my book had hashtags? Laura, no. Okay, listeners, I have to tell you this because I really thought Maggie and I were going to get to go on this adventure together, but we're not, so I'm leading this pack. Um, there's hashtags in my book so that people can like check in on like Twitter uh, with each other. And Maggie, these... Hashtags are way too long and they're horrible because there's a hashtag here for when Solomon breaks this weapon, the stave, and everyone's like, oh no, he's so mysterious. So the hashtag at the bottom of my page is hashtag TVD11 without a trace. TVD11 without a trace. Yeah.
1: Do you think anyone actually used those hashtags? I'm, I'm
0: really, I'm really interested to find out.
1: Um, no, I did not have that. I was waiting for it and I didn't, maybe they were like, bye, the UK doesn't have, have it yet.
0: Yeah. Maggie, do you want to play a game where you have to guess what hashtag is at the end of the scene? Because I wrote down where all the hashtags are.
1: You know what? People did tweet. Damn, I love these. Getting intense. Hashtag TVD without a trace. And then someone else just said intense. And someone else said by far I think Jack is Solomon. Okay, wait. They actually got a lot of engagement on this. Yeah,
0: maybe I should. We should. I should start tweeting when I get to these hashtags.
1: Uh, someone tweeted in 2017, which is a few years uh, later. What if I do? Uh, I'll do uh, TVH. thinks
0: Solomon really should have done something more aggressive than break a single stave. <laughs> Hashtag TVD 11 without a trace.
1: Well, he planted it as a message, and they are like message. Um, received, delivered, um, and... Signed, sealed, delivered. <laughs> signed, sealed, delivered, moving back onto the human world where Matt is late to his date with Jasmine at the movies. And he's um, in short he's- with her.
0: He is in turmoil because he wants to protect her, and he's just bursting with all of this fear. Um, and we're pretty much there with them for, like, two pages. Um, because Bonnie and Xander, they're going back to Fell's church to see uh, Mrs. Flowers. And they have a fun, cute exchange because Bonnie's, like, really nervous that her parents are going to find out she was in Fell's church and not say hi to her. Yeah, that was really sweet. Um, But then we intro another character that um, I really thought was going to be a lot more important than she ends up being. Her name's Alicia, um, and she's also a witch, and her and Mrs. Flowers just know each other, and she's like, Bonnie, I've heard so much about you. Will you come to my witch retreat starting tomorrow? And Xander has to truth-read her, because of course this sounds made up. Yeah. And Xander's like, no, she's telling the truth. I guess you should go. And then Bonnie just goes to this witch retreat, which is a super weird plot point.
1: Yeah. And they kind of decide that Bonnie should go because it's the best way to help Elena um, is to strengthen her powers and figure it all out. And that's probably for the best because Elena and Stefan, they come home. They are sensing something is wrong. And Stefan goes in first to check. And, well, it's their cat. He's just ripped up and dead. Sammy's got the second fate of just laying out of bed with all of her intestines out, I guess. Which
0: Maggie brings us to our new segment. Guess the hashtag at the end of this scene. Oh my
1: God, what is it?
0: It is hashtag TVD eleven. Solomon was here.
1: Okay. I'm writing all of these down to text you to creep on this on Twitter later. Oh, absolutely.
0: absolutely. We have to. Um, but yeah, I really thought it, again, I feel like a more proper hashtag would probably be like TVD eleven. like, bye Sammy. Or like, <laughs> Sammy, Sammy gone for good. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, Sammy ripped to shreds or something like that. If you're
1: gonna do the hashtags, be edgy. Be edgy with your humor, yeah. You know? Or
0: like, actually make them like quippy or something. I don't know. I know. Um, of course, Jack shows up, and he shows up with way too many people. We get introduced to four other vampire hunters, and it's just too much because half of them don't do anything. Yeah. So we get introduced to Roy, Alex. Darlene and Trinity. Yeah. And I I even wrote down, this is way too many characters because most of them, again, they don't do anything. No,
1: we don't remember a lot of them, but they give people the lowdown on Solomon. They can't track him with magic. They don't really know what to do. Xander does find some dirt that they're, like, behind the door, too, which is strange. But he's like, yeah. maybe this is from the apple orchard nearby. Yeah,
0: Xander can, like, smell apples because he's a werewolf and has super scent. Um, He goes, well, we and they all just agree to go to this apple orchard because they're like, this could be a clue.
1: Yeah. Um. Meanwhile, Meredith kind of starts this ongoing uh, plot line in the book that she has a nightmare of a guy watching her in a hospital that becomes more and more real over time. And she's like, God, I wish Bonnie was here. But as we know, Bonnie is busy at her little witchy conference. Um, And it's in Chicago. Yeah, which, you know, when you think witch conference, I thought like Cabin in the Woods.
0: Yeah, but no, apparently this isn't like a very pretty loft in Chicago, which like great for them. Um, but Bonnie does, uh, Bonnie's obviously nervous. She does meet some other witches though. And they're all like, yeah, I guess this is a little weird. We didn't really think it was going to be, you know, in a major city. So that kind of lightens the mood. Yep. Um, but now we cut to our apple orchard scene and everybody is wielding weapons as they strut into this scene.
1: Yeah. I kind of imagined like when the boys are roughhousing and you're trying to get the boys together to be like. Stop Housing yeah. because they're all like talking, fighting mechanisms. Before they're about to fight, they're tussling on this roof. Yeah,
0: yeah. Like uh, Meredith and Stefan are showing like Jack's hunters. Like here's some cool tricks I know how to do. Knowing how anxious
1: like, I am and how I need to be somewhere early, ten minutes early, I could never be this calm about like going into battle where I might lose my life. No.
0: And in a in a weird turn of unexpected events, a bunch of towny dads attack them. Um and we soon realize that they are influenced humans who are trying to kill Elena. Stefan, who's a little wuss boy, cannot uninfluence them. But Xander's able to like get them to pause so he can like truth serum them. And they get some answers about Solomon. Um, and they basically just learned that they were there to kill Elena and that Solomon, um, will be at, at the hill in two days.
1: Yeah. They were like told to deliver Elena's head to him. And I do love that Xander true serums them. I love that. That's what we're calling it by like becoming <laughs> a big dog and holding yeah light to calm them down. That would call me Yeah, that. like a little big bear hug. Yeah. I would tell a dog anything if it hugged me, you know? Exactly. Um, Damon and Catherine are best will they, won't they, on off ship. Oh, we love it. Are on the run in Germany from the vampires that are surprise attacking them. And Damon, he can't compel anyone on the trip, so he drinks some of Catherine's blood, um, which is a really good timing because people are showing up yet again to attack them.
0: Um, um, and um a bunch of memories like swarm him when he like tastes her blood. He's like transported back to like their youth and them being in love.
1: Ooh, rose colored glasses. That'll make you fall Maggie, in love with your ex again. Do you want to guess the hashtag? Yep, I'm ready to text you it so I can creep on it later.
0: Um, so the hashtag here is uh TVD11 Catherine the tease.
1: Shut the fuck up. Are you serious? It's yeah. Catherine the tease?
0: Yeah, but it's like she's not really teasing him. Like in any way, shape, or form. In any variation of the definition of the word.
1: That's pretty impressive. And bold, I might say. Um, yeah. They get out of this one pretty fast, though. They both become, um... Someone said on Twitter, I wonder how long, how long her being nice will last. You know, people were really invested in these hashtags, I guess. Wow. Fuck her. Just go back and protect Elena, will you?
0: <laughs> wow. Are there a bunch of Elena stands?
1: Are we, like, incorrect for disliking Elena, Maggie? I mean, I guess so. A lot of the hashtags... Okay, this person felt very strongly. She shouldn't be able to change into a snowy owl. She needs something more sinister. Well, guess what? Dean underscore immortal. If you listen to our podcast, we point out once she was a snow leopard, so...
0: Exactly, yeah. So, what are you going to do with that? She does Um, swoop into that
1: owl. Her and Damon swoop away, and they are safe.
0: Yeah, they fly away. They're on on the run. That would have been a way better hashtag.
1: I know. On the run? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, Catherine. Oh my Ortiz. God.
0: Catherine the tease. Um, just clunky. Do better, Aubrey Clark. Um, okay. <laughs> um meanwhile, um, we're page one fifteen. Stefan uh, ends up tackling Jack, who's been just like on patrol on the campus um, because he thinks he's suspicious. But then we just learned that Jack's just you know waiting around for Solomon.
1: Yeah, Jack's like, "Hey, I'm kind of—I mean, I'm kind of hurt that you might think I'm a bad guy. You only knew me for a week. You don't really know me." Yeah. But I mean, I understand you're in psycho mode, trying to control. Psycho mode. (laughs) Um, Elena's
0: worried about Damon as well. That's kind of a theme for her through this book—is being worried about Damon. Um, but real quickly, y'all, weather shift. Um, there's like a cool breeze. Um, and they start getting attacked with, like, lightning that turns into flames, which traps traps them, like, on this hill. Um, Solomon doesn't show up here. Solomon doesn't show up.
1: The whole gang goes, um, Matt actually skips out on a date to go, which hurts his girlfriend. And, um, it's kind of interesting, because they, obviously, like Laura said, he starts zapping lightning, and, like, a fire encircles them. Yeah. So they gotta figure out how to stop that.
0: And they go. We gotta call Andreas from the last book. Hashtag lightning strikes.
1: <laughs> it's t- is it TVD eleven again?
0: Yeah, it's t- they're all TVD eleven, but this one's T lightning strikes. I love that you're keeping us. I- updated. I'm gonna start just working these hashtags into our conversation.
1: No, they're really good. So um, Solomon lets up on the fire because he's just like playing with them, and yeah, they call up Andreas while Bonnie is. Coincidentally, in a different part of the world, learning how to put out flames really sucks that she's not there right now. Yeah,
0: yeah, and she's on the phone with, like, Xander, and, like, he, like, fills her in what's going on, and he just keeps telling her to stay because she's having fun.
1: Yeah, Xander talks her out of coming back. She's like, please, he's like, please stay, you're gonna be stronger this way.
0: I think my least favorite part of this book was the fact that there was just so many phone conversations where the characters would just summarize the plot to each other. Because immediately after this scene, Damon and uh, Stefan have a phone call. And they're like, great, so here's what's going on with me as a character in this book right now.
1: And Damon updates him that there are a pack of vampires after him and Catherine everywhere they go. And not only that, but the new ghostwriter got to really test out her writing chops by having Damon say... Bing boom on the phone. <laughs>
0: Which really just um really was a ding in his character.
1: It really was. Not only that, I mean, whatever. You could be like, it's it's weird of him to also call up Stefan and ask for help, and Stefan to be like, no, those are two character things that don't yeah. go well together. But That's him so saying true. Bing Boom is so fucking insane.
0: Yeah. I'm gonna fucking riot with this next next hashtag saying what the fuck was this Bing Boom novel? Is it T V D eleven Bing Boom? There isn't there isn't a hashtag right here, but we could make a hashtag called T V D eleven Bing Boom. I love
1: it. Um
0: uh where are we? Where are we? Oh, um Andreas is also uh here now. He got here fast. Um, he also has a new girlfriend, Marisol, and she's just a normal girl and they're, and they're in love. Yep. Um, and Stefan tells Elena that Damon is in Monaco.
1: Yep. He burst through the door. He's like, he's in Monaco now. And Andreas is like, okay, you know what? Actually, I think I have a little solution to all of our problems. I can track Solomon. If you show me something he's looked at, that I can somehow see what he's looked at in the past and what he's looking at now. Yeah. And they realize that
0: Elena's wearing the shirt that she was wearing in her car accident, but she hasn't gotten all of the bloodstains out and she makes a note to say that. So it's like, why are you wearing that shirt, Elena? Why aren't you wearing something that doesn't have bloodstains on it?
1: I mean, because she wants to go in public and she wants everyone to know that she's a martyr.
0: That's why. Ugh, exhausting.
1: So um he, But
0: Andreas uses his Oh sorry, go oh, ahead. Oh no, you no, go. go ahead. No, you go.
1: Well, he eventually tracks Solomon to like looking at stuff in this plantation museum. So they call up everyone to assemble and they decide to attack that night.
0: Yeah, but nope, but Elena isn't going. She gets to go to the movies while they all go to hunt Solomon. That was because so funny. Their logic is like, well, this vampire won't ch- attack a room of innocent people. And it's like, yeah,
1: yeah, this vampire will. Absolutely. If he learned his his prey was um unguarded and easy to get, why wouldn't he?
0: Yeah, I don't know. But uh, apparently Solomon has a bunch of little vampire minions. Uh, and Meredith shoots one of them with a crossbow. And then they have to tussle with all of these, like, other just random vampires that are around.
1: Mm-hmm. Eventually they get to like the great hall where there's like a p- suckle pig and, and shit all put out in this plantation museum. And yeah. alas, Solomon is there. Um, he holds them all in like an icy trance, which I, but he does. L- oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, I imagine in like the Incredibles when the guy is like, the evil guy's holding them in like a trance, kind of like that. <laughs>
0: That's a way cooler thing. All I kept thinking about was Heat Miser and Freeze Miser from The Year Without a Santa Claus. Great movie. And I was like, I don't know why that's like all I can think about with these like these frozen powers. I literally Um, imagine him
1: as the villain from Incredibles.
0: That's really, that makes sense. I see that. Oh wait, Frozone isn't a villain.
1: Oh, no, no, no. You know the, like, the, like, mini guy who was slighted by Mr. Incredible? Oh, and he's, like, holding yeah. them up and he's,
0: like... Syndrome. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. When he's,
1: like, that scene where um, he's, like, Mr. and Mr. Incredible and then you guys got busy and he's, like, holding them up, you know? hmm Yeah.
0: You get it. I know exactly what you're talking about. But he also does launch Shay through a fucking window um, and yeah. Xander into a fucking wall. Yeah. Um, they end up being fine, but like it feels like they shouldn't have been I just
1: fine. I kind but, of wasn't expecting them to be. I was expecting a, a very tall building.
0: Yeah. Um. But then, um, Solomon, when with all of his little frozen wax figures, now he's just like going up and like touching people, like on their nose. I feel like he's like booping them. Yeah. And then their noses just start gushing blood.
1: Is it insane of me to be like I kind of wouldn't mind feeling that sensation. Because I've always wanted to feel the sensation from a grape's point of view of when you freeze a grape and then you bite into it and it, like, all bursts. Like, just imagine being so cold and then you feel heat on your face and it's all your blood. What? <laughs> Is that relatable? You know, like, no, I want to be held, held in an icy trance and feel what like. Are feels you saying like.
0: you want to feel like something gushing from your nose?
1: Kind of. I kind of feel like it would be like therapy.
0: You could get a neti pot. That's kind of similar. Oh, I love neti pots. Maybe I just neti wanna, pots are so good. Maybe really you adjusted. just need to. Have, maybe that's it. Yeah. Um. But he makes Stefan's and Meredith's uh, noses bleed just a normal amount. But poor Trinity, our vampire hunter, that doesn't really have a a, a storyline. All her holes are are being used. I did right write now. down she's
1: bleeding from every hole.
0: So, <laughs> I wrote that down. That is too. I just wrote all Trinity's holes. Um, because it's, it's her ears, it's her eyes, it's her nose, it's her mouth. It might be elsewhere too. It's not confirmed. We
1: don't know. But, um, this is all stopped when Andrea's from outside. He uses some vines to like move up into the room, kind of like the girl from Sky High, as we remember saying. And he kind of warms up the room a bit. He thaws a a few people out. He wraps a vine around Solomon's legs and Stefan unfreezes enough to take his machete with Elena's blood on it and slices him in half.
0: Yeah, like down the middle.
1: Down the middle. Not and like then a, they, scoot, like, they scoot like, the two parts of his body away from yeah. each other so it can't regenerate.
0: That's a sharp machete to carve a person from, like, top of head vertically
1: down? That's insane. That's nuts. I thought it was, like, torso, but that's interesting. You're probably yeah. Right.
0: And, of course, Trinity, bleeding from all holes, collapses because, like, that's not good. Um, and Jack, he's taking charge. He's like, one, we are not taking her to the hospital. She's probably already dead. Two, we're going to burn this plantation down. Yeah. I, I
1: don't... I, I was pretty sus of Jack the whole book, but yeah, I digress.
0: Jack's, Jack, I, I felt very sus of him, too. Um, but they decided to take Trinity to Stefan and Elena's... Um, Because that seems like a good idea. Yeah, I guess
1: theirs is the new stand-in for the hospital. But, I mean, it really is because Matt runs and he goes and gets Jasmine to help out. And is like, bring your medical kit.
0: Yeah, yeah. They're all just kind of like, oh, this sucks that Trinity's, like, dying. But thank God Solomon's out of the picture. And I'm like, we're on page 163. Something else has got to happen. Matt does have to tell Jasmine his deep, dark secrets very, very quickly to get her to come help.
1: He he does. Um, and she she goes with that question, which hey, love is real, I guess.
0: Um, quick check in: Damon and Catherine they're fighting these invincible vampires. We learned that these vampires cannot die; like they'll basically be like, like down for a few minutes, but then they come right back up. Which like that's exhausting. You can't
1: stake them. Can't snap their neck. Nothing. Yeah,
0: and guys, Catherine gets staked. And she dies.
1: Yep, Catherine dies for the set third ha- time. This series is it. Yeah, third? hashtag farewell, Catherine. Am I right? Twitter. Oh, and I'm I'm sure they're pretty ecstatic about that because as we've learned, I guess Twitter has some Elena stands.
0: Um, but um, Damon does find a business card. Um, so that's a clue. That's
1: exciting. It's for a place called Lifetime Solutions with an infinity symbol on it, um, and we don't know what it is. But Damon doesn't really care to research it. He's mourning, um, and you know he's 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 just mourning. Stefan also senses that Catherine might be gone too, but he doesn't yeah. have time to tell the group this.
0: Exactly. Yeah. He like smells her essence and then like feels like a palm on his face and like hears the words goodbye, um, Stefan. Um, but then he doesn't really acknowledge her death at all at any point later. So that's nice, right?
1: Yeah. Um, he he really uh, doesn't.
0: Um Stefan's kind of like like really detached from the people in his life and he's just obsessed with Elena.
1: Yes. Um he is very obsessed with Elena, which is not is is he should probably start caring for other people because Trinity is missing and no one's no one knows. Where she went, and even worse, Jasmine, when recounting fixing up Trinity to Matt, says that Trinity had yellow eyes. And Matt's like, that's Which, not right.
0: And we know that Solomon had yellow eyes, so something's up. But also, Jasmine does take this opportunity to break up with Matt, because Jasmine's like, well, we don't have to keep like doing this whole monster thing. And Matt's like, babe, I'm going to keep doing the monster thing. So they break up after this. Um, yeah. And... Yeah, because poor Matt, he cannot catch a break.
1: He really can't catch a break. He could also branch out from this toxic friend group of his. And like, Matt back. really,
0: Matt really does not need to do the whole monster thing. Like, because, okay, okay, get it. Bonnie's a witch, Meredith's a vampire hunter. That makes sense. They can do the monster thing. Matt has no stakes in the monster thing.
1: Yeah. I uh, I wish he would just love himself and cut these uh, friends, these girlfriends he who really... will never make his girlfriend feel loved. Uh, Off. Oh. Poor
0: Matt. Um, but they all decide to go to Trinity's hotel room to, like, look for clues as to where her body might be. Mm-hmm. Um, and while they're, like, you know, looking for clues, Xander's finally just like, y'all, I'm going to say it. Solomon's not dead. And they're like, what do you mean? We watched him die. And Xander explains how s- his smell works for him. And that's how he deduces that um, Solomon is probably still alive.
1: Yeah, it it doesn't seem like possession, but they will describe throughout the book that it's like it seems like possession. Yeah, but in this instance, he says he did infect her with some aspect of him. Yeah, it's and then like Matt possession,
0: and that Matt bursts in late to the parties and goes, "Hey guys, didn't Solomon have yellow eyes? Jasmine, who just broke up with me, told me that's uh Jaz- that Trinity had yellow eyes. So we know something's not right.
1: Something's not right. They're headed on their way to talk to Andreas at um." Professor James' house, because now he owns that from the will.
0: Why? Why? James and Andreas weren't that close. They knew each other for a week. Did
1: James have no family? That would be the only explanation. But why wouldn't he give it to Elena? I don't know.
0: But. I don't know. Something's up. obsessed.
1: They're headed there, and they immediately go inside. Vibes are off. They find, similar to the cat, their poor buddy, Andreas, is ripped apart, hanging out on the bed.
0: Yeah. And Andreas does not get a hashtag, everybody. I know you were wondering, <gasps> but he does not get a hashtag. He doesn't
1: even get a funeral. He doesn't get a hashtag either.
0: Or a funeral. No. With disrespect Which to his name. Dear. I really liked Andreas as a character, so I was really bummed about that.
1: I know. He was the um, first character that they introduced that stayed around for, like, more than three books. Exactly. No,
0: Andres was only introduced last book, right?
1: Oh, was he? You might be right. Yeah, I
0: think so. Um, So I guess he didn't make it that far. No, I think um, right. But Damon is uh, alone now. He's listening to Elena's messages. He's in Paris hiding, and he's hungry. Yeah. Um So he decides to call Elena, and Elena's like, thank God you called. Here's what's been going on with Solomon. And he goes, yeah, Elena, I'm really upset because, like, I asked Stefan to come help me and Catherine – and he didn't come help. Um, so Elena takes this opportunity to go to Stefan and go, what do you mean you didn't help your brother? Because she's, of course, the mommy to these brother boyfriends. Um, and Stefan goes, oh, it's always Damon, isn't it? Which
1: is, it's like five years of the same fight.
0: Yeah, hashtag. Tired? Hashtag trouble in paradise. Am I right, everybody?
1: Hashtag the last five years.
0: <laughs> this is their last five years. Oh my god! It just needs to be a musical. I know. Um, and then we get our only diary entry from this book. I feel like each ghostwriter we get does less and less diary.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, but this ghostwriter does a single diary entry, and it's Elena being really mad at Stefan and questioning if she should have taken the Fountain of Youth, which that's a that's a like a big thing to question.
1: I really do love. I will say that the symbolism for this book is that continent youth is their wedding and yet we have yet to see a scene of them raw dogging without a condom when are we gonna see that huh
0: hey we we got two books left so we better see it soon or else we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna hashtag to get our scene
1: (laughs) hashtag tvd 11 raw dog no condom (laughs) yeah like when are they gonna fuck it's been five years it's been over five years i don't know
0: Maybe, maybe Stefan's so into Elena being a virgin that he refuses to do so. You
1: would think at this point that's what it is. And then Damon's like, could I just please show you a good time?
0: Yeah. And it's like, let him show you a good time. Let him
1: show you a good time.
0: Um, but okay, plot development, everybody. The hunters that aren't Meredith, uh, they find a missing person poster and it's a picture of Solomon? But then they realized the missing person poster says like Gabriel something something. I didn't write down his name. Not important. And now we learn, we learn everybody that Solomon's been just like swapping bodies. Um. So like the body that they killed wasn't Solomon.
1: Yep. Solomon's soul just jumped from one body to Trinity's. So they're thinking that uh stefan's like well uh you know maybe i actually killed trinity then when solomon's body they swapped and he's very sad about this
0: yeah um but elena um refuses says like guys we can't kill trinity because we might be able to save her and since she's maybe alive i refuse to help you besides i'm the only one in danger here which is like elena no you are not I know. Uh, The fact, like, the blind, like, thing of her just insinuating that, like, she's the only person that can be possibly affected by this. It's like, no. Trinity's probably dead. He could kill all of you easily. And he will. Like, what are you talking about?
1: I know. Seriously. I, like, also, signs of a toxic relationship that, like, Elena was like, wow, Stefan's disagreeing with me about saving this girl so he's just losing himself entirely it's like you guys can have disagreements
0: god jesus christ how exhausting i'm so annoyed um meredith does have another like sleep paralysis dream but she decides she ends up waking up she goes on a run she finds trinity attacking roy who is one of the other hunters which immediately loops us back to elena isn't the only one in danger here roy is dying basically
1: i know Um, poor guy like
0: uh uh, 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 meredith can't fight trinity uh but ends up doing cpr on roy do we know if roy lives is he ever mentioned again i don't think he's ever mentioned again i don't think he's ever
1: mentioned i thought i thought he lived but also i think it's because he was never mentioned again um but meredith switches teams she's like this is definitely a sign that trinity is a vampire that we must kill now
0: yeah, and now we cut to a lovely scene where Matt and Elena are shopping together, um, and Matt tells her about the breakup, and Elena's being so callous and unhelpful.
1: I know. he, she, She's like, you should get that shirt. You should get that shirt instead of, like, listening to him, and he's like, well, I guess we'll talk about, you know, whatever you. argument you and Stefan are having.
0: God, what a horrible friend Elena is. But Matt does decide um, to
1: join her team and is like, all right, let's save Trendy. Yeah. Um, which is good, I guess, because Stefan still doesn't want to.
0: Yeah. And Elena takes this opportunity to tell Stefan that he likes her too much and that that's annoying. So I guess <laughs> at least, like, she's aware of something.
1: Yeah, um, that is true. Bonnie, meanwhile, is finally discharged from Witch Academy for making an illusion of the sun appear. So she's yeah, back home. She, she did a really
0: big, big power spell. And they were like, great, you can leave now. Um, mm-hmm. We also learned that Darlene, one of the other hunters, is also on Elena's side and wants to also save Trinity if they can.
1: Mm-hmm. So they um, are following an aura out on the on the lake. They, like, are like, oh, that's Trinity and Solomon's aura. We'll follow it so, out into the w- lake in a boat. When all of a sudden there's, like, a force that just pulls Elena under.
0: Because, of course, Solomon tricked them into getting off the land into the water. Um, Elena plummets into this lake and then like the, the the pond freezes over so she's just trapped. But she guardians her way out of it by just, like, blasting the ice with her guardian powers. Um, and also when yeah. did you have
1: like taken note of wow, maybe I've had all these brushes with death and this guy has tricked us before. Maybe we shouldn't follow the aura across the lake.
0: They were so dumb in this book. Like Solomon was pulling the easiest tricks on them and they fell for everything. They were just kind of like, yep, this seems too easy, but that's probably because it's just gonna be easy. And it's like, no. Matt,
1: smart moment is like, maybe this is a sign that we should kill Trinity. And Elena having yet another brush with death is like, "Mm, nope, I don't think this is a sign that she's evil. And trying to kill me we should God, still save her I'll, yeah
0: no we still have to save her um meanwhile jack and meredith have a little hunter talk they're talking about vervain meredith's telling them about her nightmares that she's been having
1: um yeah the other team they are trying to find their hunting trinity um on foot and uh i don't think there's like it doesn't really come to any fruition Um, Stefan takes another phone call from Damon and Stefan's like, Hey, why'd you tell Elena that I wouldn't help you? And Damon's like, you
0: wouldn't? Yeah, and also like I found this business card and I think it's like really gonna be important. And Stefan's like, no, I'm mad at you for ratting on me to my girlfriend that I wouldn't help you because I'm selfish.
1: Yeah. Damon annoyed is like, you know what? Hey, maybe take one minute to listen to Elena once and and try protecting Trinity. It's not the best advice, in my personal opinion. um, But, you know, uh, Stefan's like, wow, I think Stefan has a change of heart when Damon's like, maybe listen to your girlfriend.
0: Yeah. Um, But Damon does find this building that the business card was leading him to. Um, And he ends up questioning like this secretary that's really cute and sweet outside. She's a secretary, so she doesn't answer any of his questions.
1: Yeah, she has Um, no idea what's going on in this little um, industry of hers.
0: Yeah, but he does manage to steal her key card that will get him into the building. So go Damon for like truly being a really good one man team.
1: Go Damon um bonnie's back home and xander though is throwing a surprise party with all her friends there she notices a bit of tension a wee bit of tension between elena and stefan and matt doesn't really seem that happy and she tries to get news from meredith but meredith is like i'll tell you later yeah and that's um so they have a nice little party um and stefan and elena go away from this party deciding that they're gonna make up and he's like you know what i do trust you elena um, and also, I bought Aunt Judith's home so you can have. A yeah, home.
0: that was rushed. Woof. I
1: know that was random and wild.
0: Um. Uh. And also, now that Bonnie's back, thank God she knows everything about possession because she really breaks down the rules. Um, she's like, well, you can't possess somebody unless you're a demon and vampires can't be demons. So she basically is able to deduce that like, he's like inhabiting a uh, Trinity's body,
1: Yeah, he's but like in a way that's
0: her. similar. Yeah. He's basically, it's a, compo- a compulsion, but it's similar to possession. It's just like a really bad compulsion. Which
1: is nuts. Cause if it's compulsion, how would she be a vampire? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Um,
0: but Bonnie is also able to use her powers to, um, see where Solomon's really located, and it's not at Dollcrest, y'all. No. They were duped again. Bonnie
1: and Elena can do this cool thing where if they hold hands, they connect their powers, and it, like, makes a fire spot on the map and tells them that Solomon is in an abandoned underground reservoir, so the whole pack goes to go suss him out.
0: Yeah, so they go to Slag's Crossing- which is uh, forty miles away from Dollcrest, um, and pretty quickly they find where Solomon's at. Everyone gets frozen again because, of course, why wouldn't they try to find like a spell to make them not freeze by vampire power?
1: Or why would this has they, happened three times now? I was gonna say why wouldn't they try to take him by surprise? But they always say they're going to, and then they never they no. never do. So you would be like, I I can't surprise anyone at this point. Um. Yes, he freezes all their muscles, he makes Elena bleed a lot when they get close, yeah. and then he summons Trinity Which, out of the darkness. Didn't um
0: Klaus in the last book try to cut Elena and it didn't work. So why can this guy like cut her? I don't and know. It works? Like if
1: her blood is poison, wouldn't you want to avoid it?
0: Yeah, I don't know. Plot hole. Um, but Trinity uh is also there with him, uh, and she's still compelled. Um Stefan is able to like use his little power to get free and he cuts Solomon again which is like you'd think they'd think of a better way to kill him the second time than doing the exact same thing they did less than a hundred pages ago but okay. No but this
1: time's different because this time Elena and Bonnie are the ones whose power unthaws him so maybe it made Stefan stronger I don't know but yet again same death uses the machete.
0: Yeah, and Trinity was attacking Jack, so now that Solomon's dead, she's just, like, weeping over Jack's body, being like, how did I do this to my
1: friend? Yeah, but they're free at last. They're like, finally, we can live forever happily.
0: Meanwhile, Damon is at Lifetime Solutions, Mm -hmm. and he finds out that this place, factory-made vampires, and for some reason, this place has to kill all the natural vampires. They're, it's never explained really why. It's just like that's their mission.
1: Yeah, he figures out a lot of things about these vampires that we're tracking, him and Catherine. They seemingly can live forever. They're artificial creations made by a doctor who can withstand the sun due to more melanin being put in their system, which also off-puts wooden stakes. And as for the neck breaking, I have no idea how they can withstand that. But they can also shield their auras. And yeah. it's just like a doctor just uh, wants to take over the world with this new order and get rid of all the vampires. to become Yeah, the so he
0: can have his... Yeah, so... But, yeah, it doesn't make sense. But don't worry, everybody. This place also has a very easily accessible list of vampires that are just crossed off by hand. Um, and Damon and Stefan are, like, the only ones left. Which is... Uh, I have so many questions. How did they get this list? Why is it so easily accessible? Like, how, how, how can you track all the vampires?
1: I don't know. Damon truly, it's like, it's a book that is left in one of the, the, like, drawers, and it's in a, in a, in a, like, hidden cabinet,
0: and Damon only
1: finds, like, seven names. There's, like, five old ones' names and seven vampires, which I highly fucking doubt there's only seven vampires in the world.
0: And, yeah, I highly disagree. Um, But meanwhile, everyone's celebrating that Solomon dead for real this time. Mm -hmm. Um, And very quickly, we all learn what we suspected. Jack is a bad guy. He is a vampire. He's one of these manufactured vampire. And y'all, he kills Stefan.
1: Yep. Stefan's like, thank God we got rid of all the threats. And Jack's like, not every threat. And he bears little teeth and he stakes Stefan. And he runs away because everyone's too in shock to do anything. Because the thing with these new vampires is they can mask their aura. So Elena could not figure out that Jack was a bad guy and neither could Stefan. Yeah. And neither could Xander. They, they try to save
0: Stefan, but it's no use. The bitch is dead, as they say.
1: The bitch is dead. Um, And Elena is in hysterics. Stefan dies in her arms. Um, And... You know, they thought they had all of together forever. They've been shoving it down our throat for 10 books. Yeah. And they don't. They don't, I guess. Joke's on them. Yeah.
0: Um, Damon comes to Elena's window as a falcon turns into a vampire again. They just cry together. Um, they just cry together. And yeah. Jasmine and Matt. Jasmine comes up to Matt's apartment and says, you know what? The whole monster thing. I think we can work past it. And they rekindle their relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they have a funeral for Stefan, um, and this is where Damon also decides to drop the bomb about all of the vampires being dead and being attacked, and Elena's like, oh shit, so Damon's next. Mm -hmm. Um, that's not good. And even worse, Meredith
1: is having the same bad dream of being in a hospital when she realizes she's actually in a hospital, and, uh, Jack is turning her into one of these new vampires.
0: Oof, what a plot point. I I will say, I did not see that coming.
1: Mm, I didn't either.
0: Yeah, I was really surprised that like, yeah, yeah, oh, by the way, this is real and you're gonna be a vampire now. Like, that
1: sucks. That was a good twist. She can't die either with that. She can't like what is she gonna do? That sucks. Living know, is the thing you man. hate.
0: Yeah. Like and the thing that also like like the reason she had to kill her brother, that sucks. I know. There's layers there. Um, and then we end this book with Damon and Elena. Vowing vengeance.
1: Yeah, they do, and that's the end of the eleventh book. The end. We've it got is two more. Um, we're gonna blow through them each episode too to summarize yeah. them up, and you're gonna love it. Okay, you're gonna love it.
0: I'm. We're gonna love it. Um, should we do our top five?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Our top five is kind of a artistic tape on take on the top five. We decided we finally have five couples, so we're gonna rank the couples.
0: Hell yeah, we are. Coming in real slow. Real slow and boring at number five. Mm -hmm. You guys are not surprised. It is Stefan and Elena, our least favorite couple that we've probably ever had in any of these books that we've read. I
1: think, Maggie, I think
0: they might be my least favorite couple that we've ever had. They
1: act like they should be in the well, they don't even act like they should be in the Clickbooks. Like, the click books are they so are deep. worse
0: than Josh and Reed from the private series. And that's saying a lot.
1: Yeah, because with Josh and Reed, I'd still root for them because there was, like, things happening. These guys, yeah. every book, it's just they kissed, and then the chapter ends with, Ugh. and we want to be together forever.
0: Exactly. Congrats. Um, and then, uh, number four, Meredith and Alaric.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, the age difference is also a problem, but we also think they're just very boring. Yeah, I don't really know what they have in common. They don't spark any conversation. I don't either. Um, Number three, we're keeping it right in the middle because we got to be neutral. These are new people. We can't form an opinion yet. It's going to have to be Matt and Jasmine. Yeah, Jasmine's kind of boring.
0: Matt deserves the world. So I really hope she's she's right for him, or else I'm gonna have something to say.
1: Me too. Me as well. Uh, uh
0: you go. you do number two. Okay, no, you do it.
1: Number two isn't really a couple, but we wouldn't have minded if they had. So I bet
0: they did.
1: I bet they did something. They had to have done something. Um, it's gonna have to be Damon and Catherine.
0: They're damn right it's going to be Damon and Catherine. Yeah.
1: They seem like the mega version of like Elena and Stefan. Like they're, they're very, um, opposite and. They
0: communicate well. Like like fun. Yeah. Chaotic. Yeah, fun. Yeah. Um, and number one, we have to say it, Bonnie and Xander, we love them.
1: Oh, we love them. They're great. They seem like the couple we'd actually like to hang out with.
0: Exactly. Um, and that's going to bring us to our final segment. Our canceled character of the week.
1: Wow. Well, I know mine. Mine's pretty easy.
0: Mine's also pretty easy.
1: I'm going to cancel Jack. Mine was Jack too. Oh my God. Wow. I don't think we've had the same one in a minute. I don't think we have either. You know, he betrayed his friend's trust.
0: Yeah. He's also like unconsensually making Meredith a vampire. That's really messed up.
1: Oh yeah. That, that is, that is very, very bad. Yeah. Not good.
0: Um... And also justice for Solomon this episode, our trans icon.
1: Our trans icon, you know, he inhabited every gender across every land. And also, it seemed like all his problems was, was he was just an ugly little goblin hanging out mm. in the trenches and wanted to inhabit hot people's bodies. Uh, Who doesn't want to do that? Who doesn't want to feel like your best self all the time? You know? Yeah. And that's the trans yeah. agenda.
0: So, And that's a great message to end this episode on. Um, you can find us, Maggie and Laura, on Instagram, at Maggie and Laura, and you can find this podcast, Yahweh Reddit, at Yahweh Reddit, on TikTok and on Twitter.
1: Um, you can find us there. You can come to our show in Chicago, August 20th, uh, at 9.30pm at the Bughouse House Theatre. Yeah. comedy in person, too.
0: Um, yeah, it's pretty crazy. And
1: you can also check out other podcasts with our network, Audio Mint, if you want to. Yeah. On Apple or Spotify. And
0: you can... You can also email us uh, at meggieandlaurapresent at gmail dot com. This season's coming to an end, and Meggie and I really haven't decided what next season's gonna be. So like, any suggestions? Like, we've had some suggestions, but like right now we're really like taking suggestions. So
1: really taking suggestions. We will probably do what we always do at the end of a season, which is like a little bit of a hiatus, so we can recoup because reading these is a lot, you know.
0: It's a lot. Oh, and then we also have to just prep. We gotta prep for the next season. Gotta prep for the next um, season. But Meg, we've got two books left.
1: I can't wait. We're so close. Isn't that nuts?
0: All right, listeners, we will see you next week for book 12 in this series, The Salvation Unspoken.
1: You know, it's that see no evil, hear no evil, speak no evil monkeys. That's what these books are.
0: Absolutely. That's so true. Yep.
1: All right. Well. All right. Goodbye, everyone. Bye. You were just listening to an Audiment podcast.